Hi there, Selena Kulkarni with another episode of the Freedom Warrior podcast. Each week I share with you the strategies, expert interviews and people's stories around the topic of wealth and financial freedom. In today's episode, I'm very excited to be sharing an interview that I did with my friend Jane Benston. Jane is a super passionate woman. She coaches and mentors women in the space of leadership um, and has great wisdom around life in general. Um, One of the reasons I really love this interview is Jane really opened up some surprising insights about herself in terms of the way that she went about learning about money and investing. And um, certainly for those of you who are parents out there, um, I think you could certainly take a leaf from her book. Now, for those of you who'd like to learn more about financial freedom through alternative methods, please head over to my website, freedomwarrior.com.au where you can access my library of articles, interviews, and programs to help you on your way to becoming more financially free. Now, let's get on with the show. So Jane Benston, awesome to have you on the show. Thank you so much for making time. Really appreciate it. So awesome to be here, Selena. So look, you and I have known each other a little while, and there's so many things that I've gleaned about you in terms of your career and you know the choices that you make around the people that you work with and your passions. But what I wanted to do in our little interview today is maybe just take a a step sideways. You know, obviously the Freedom Warrior and everything is about wealth and money and what it means to you. So what I'd love to do just to get things started is, is really just ask you to go back a little way and maybe just reflect on what did money and wealth mean to you growing up? Like, what were the messages that you were sent or the, the lessons that you learned from your parents and your family? Really, really great question. I was thinking about this a little bit before we jumped online and uh, I grew up as a farm girl. My parents had a farm and many years. So um, wealth was always something that was instilled in, you know, building wealth and building um sustainable cash flow was was definitely something that was always talked about but there wasn't a lot of it on the farm it was uh, always putting away for the days when it rained too much or didn't rain enough and so um money was always something that we that was spoken about in you've got to be careful with it you've got to save it you've got to put it away for the days when it rains too much or doesn't rain enough and it you know, I always felt that money was something you had to work hard for and that you had to, it took a long time to get. You know, it was the, the thing that you, would, that you got the rewards from, from, you know, years down the track. It was never about the present in, in my childhood. It was always, always about, you know, one day when we have money or one day when we've paid off all the debt or one day when, the, the, um, when it, you know, we get a good season. Um, but having said that, you know, it was... Um, there was always money for those things that mattered. And I think that's, that's something that I've always, you know, taken from them, that it's the things that matter is education. And I think I, personal growth and education is something that I now invest hugely in myself. Can I, can I pick on one of the things that you said there? Because that was a fabulous answer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this belief that it's a get-rich-slow world um that certainly flies in the face of what we're seeing a lot of young entrepreneurs doing which is using a lot of the platforms that you know are available now to become you know millionaires overnight 
Um, do you think your belief in the, the slow and steady has served you or do you think it's a, a barrier or a, something that's slowing you down? It's a really interesting question. I think it's a bit of both. I think that there's, um, you know, I know that one of the things that's kept me going in business has been my resilience and my ability to just keep showing up and keep showing up and keep showing up until something, you know, keep tweaking things until something works. But also I know that I do have a belief that this does take, you know, business is about the slow and steady and um, long-term sustainable, which means I probably don't go the, the, I don't go hard a lot of the time. It's, you know, and I see other people going hard, you know, going, um, going big, going hard much more quickly than I do. But, you know, I keep looking around and go, well, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I see the, the, the small incremental growth and I think, you know, I hadn't actually put it, the two or two together until you asked that question, is that it feels like that that's what I knew growing up. It was that just keep showing up and keep persisting and keep being consistent and that's you keep doing that and the results will come. I love that. And, you know, I think you really what you're talking about is um, determination and grit to some degree and, and they're certainly, in my world, very important qualities for being a successful investor if we, if we talk a little bit about investing now and if we include in the, you know, the realm of investing your business, because that's a, that's a form of investment, you know, how old were you when you started to investing and, and what was it that prompted you to, to start that journey? Um, <laughs> investing has always been part of my life, but I invested in potty calves. So <laughs> what are they? <laughs> so as a really young girl, my, my parents would take me to the um, stock markets, to the, like, act, the animal markets, and we would buy, you know, they'd buy up the, you know, young calves to bring home to, as breeders. And I would always get, every year I'd get one calf and a couple of lambs. And they were mine to take care of, to feed, to... Wow. Yeah. And so, and at the end of each season, they would then get sold. And so I would get the money that they, like, I'd get the average of the sale. Um, that You know, a truckload of cattle would go off to the markets or a truckload of sheep, of lambs. And I would get the average of that truckload, you know, for my two, two lambs and one half. And so I, I learned the value of... You get you get market value. Yeah. So it was the hard work of you know taking care and nurturing and feeding and you know the the animals. But then it was like, well, you know, you don't know what return you're going to get. You get what is market value. So I would have been I don't know seven or eight when that started, and every year I had my my two fabulous and one calf. I know, quite different to most people, I'm sure. Um, but I loved it. It was mine. And uh, that was that was my entry into um, into investing, I suppose. And then the from that, I, I would have been, I don't know, in my teens when I, I some of the, my lamb and calf money got invested into, I don't know what they were, long, uh, the, um, uh, long short-term... Um, uh, money in, like we money would go into these short-term uh, interest-bearing 
bonds, I think. I don't know. I can't remember. But interest-bearing something. And I remember the, the days of the 17% being pretty exciting. Oh, yes. Yes, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrific. And and so if you were then, let's let's kind of look more recently, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're an established successful business owner. Um, you work with um, established successful women. Yeah. Um, if you had to think about your investing journey, what would your top three frustrations be about investing? That <laughs> um, I didn't start sooner. Started pretty soon. No, but, uh, yes, I started soon, but it was that, that I didn't um, that I didn't invest more at an earlier stage. So yes, uh, in my sort of in my early twenties. I know that I could have put more into investments at that stage. Yes, I did. I had shares through my 20s before I owned property. Um, and so that I know that if I'd put more in at that point, then the nest egg would be bigger than it is today. So that's probably the number one frustration. Number two is um, education. It's not something that we're educated on. It's something that, um, and particularly as women, um, it's not a conversation. I have never had a money conversation with any of my girlfriends. We just don't have money conversations. And so it's that um, it's that it's you actually have to go seeking information rather than it being really easily available. Um, how to, you know, what to do, how to do it, all of those sorts of things. Um, number three, gosh, um, can't think of a third. No, well, your answers are terrifically insightful, so don't worry if you can't think. <laughs> Look, I think um, one of the things that um, I've witnessed and experienced myself many times is um, comments that, that I hear people say, oh, well, you know, y- you've just had it easy. Mm. You know, they, they look at where you are now, they mm. look at the business you have or the results that you have and think that, um, you know, that it's a smooth and easy journey to where you've got to. Can you tell me about a time where you have experienced financial stress? So I think that's always really useful. Yeah. Um, but nine years ago when I actually left corporate to set up the business, I left corporate because of ill health and I knew that um, the health challenges I was having was related to the experience I was having in that workplace. And so left there with a idea not to set up business but to just knew I knew that I needed to leave there and um, left without a really great plan but with three months of long service leave and annual leave sort of to get me tied me over to what was next Um, but and through that period realized that coaching and training and and the world that I'm now in is what I wanted to do still didn't know that building a business was going to be part of that um, but over a period of time, that then became really clear that I didn't want to go back into the corporate world. And um, so probably probably be about three years that financially was really challenging. And, you know, you know the things that I went without um, over that time, but with that real determination of not going back into corporate mm. and to... But also recognising that even though I had so little income coming in during those years, but knowing and recognising that I had never been more healthy, 
more happy or more fulfilled than I was during that time. Knowing that that's, you know, that that was a real learning and an eye-opener for me because I thought that financial security was the most important, one of my highest priorities. You know, financial security had always been a driver for me. But be in this period of time where, gosh, I would have probably been making more on the doll than I was uh, during that period of time. And I, but knowing that I was really happy and I was really, you know, I loved what I was doing. I loved the learning. I loved um, the freedom that I had. I loved that that I was building something that was going to be to give me um, scope for for doing my own thing going forward, that that just was like, no, this is, it might be hard now, it might be tough, I may be going out without a lot of things. Um, Every single day of that was worthwhile. That's a really beautiful answer. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess I'd love to ask you one last question before we finish off, which is um, when you think about the words financial freedom, they get bandied around, you know, very carelessly. Yeah. Uh, by a lot of people, what does what does financial freedom mean to you? I, I answer ask this question myself uh, with the the women that I work with, and uh, because you're right, it has so many different answers and so many you know it is so personal to each and every one of us. And for me, it's about choice, um, and choice about how you want to live live my life, how I want to, what things I want to spend my money on, about how I, how I experience life. And, you know, I, I really recognise this, this idea of choice. Um, my partner, David, who you know, uh, he and I, you know, when I, when we met, he was living in Manly and I was living in Melbourne. And, you know, for me, what kept driving me forward with building, you know, the financial freedom was to have the freedom of living a lifestyle that we both wanted, you know, that we um, we both very much um, around experience rather than things. And so being able to have um, financial choice around where we want to live, where how we want to live, what business we want to build, um, that to me is what freedom is all about and and you know living this crazy you know really was a crazy lifestyle of you know between um his home in manly and my home in melbourne and combining the two worlds um gave me this this amazing experience of of creating a freedom lifestyle and just like now i just that's just what i want <laughs> is that that ability to choose and you know even in this time of covid we are now sitting here going okay we don't have to be in melbourne and looking at well what do we need to do to actually say we don't want to be in lockdown in melbourne so how can we make a choice to do something different and actually make that happen yeah wow that's mm. that's amazing i love that answer too Jane, it's it's always great catching up with you. Um, I love some of the answers that you've shared today. You're you're someone who I, I think is not only passionate about what you do, but I love that you you know in every response you've given, you've been really measured about you know dialing it in for yourself and what it means to you. So appreciate having you on today. Thank you for making the time. Look forward to Thank catching you so much. It was a conversation that. Uh, Gosh, it, I learned a lot about myself through it. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Warrior podcast and a few things before you take off. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could rate and review my podcast to help more people find it. Also, each week I send out a unique email newsletter where I share some of the most cutting edge and interesting things I've found during the week to help you on your journey to financial freedom. And finally, if you're interested in fast tracking towards being financially free, please check out my programs where I help you get onto the path of generating a significant six-figure passive income through investing. If you're interested, head over to freedomwarrior.com.au to find out if it's suitable for you. Till next time, take care. See you on the next episode and bye for now.